For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. B-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. I didn't even Hurts, heaping, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. All right, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered, powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. I'm your co-host, Connor Miles. With me is a very, very special guest today of the Touchdown Wire of USA Today Sports Media Group, Lori Fitzpatrick. Lori, you know, we go way back from the the, the podcasting world. Uh, when I first started getting into podcasting in the Broad Network, Lori was doing the Jaguars Brawl, and we were all together in the in the Broad Network and listening to our podcasts and giving each other tips of how to be better and I always followed her because she always wrote these great articles about the NFL and does uh, pigtail, pigskin with pink uh, ponytails, right? Yeah, ponytails talking pigskins. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I knew I was close to that on YouTube. But that is, if you want to listen to some in very great football insight or you want to read some very great football insight, you got to check out Laurie Fitzpatrick's work. Touchdown Wire of USA Today and her own YouTube page. Lori, thank you for joining the show because you wrote this phenomenal article on Devontae Smith, probably the best article to date on what he projects to be in the Eagles' new scheme in Nick Sirianni's offense because nobody really knows what it is. I mean, when you grind out the all-22 mm-hmm. all like you did and you, you dive in and you also go back and want, see what Devontae Smith did in Alabama, nobody has gone to those lengths that Lori has went to yet. And this piece just highlights exactly what Devontae Smith's going to be in Philadelphia. So, Lori, thank you for joining the show. Yeah, man. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, you know, I, I, I did a lot of work, uh, a lot of background work trying to figure out, you know, what Nick was going to bring to the Philadelphia Eagles offense. And, you know, growing up in Philadelphia, I know how everybody feels right now. It's some unknown young guy that they don't have faith in. You know, you have to earn your right to be in Philadelphia and, and I just I just kind of wanted to give some context of, of what this guy did so far and how Devonta is just going to kind of help him bring bring Nick to that next level and the Eagles like back on track. So I was really excited to kind of, you know, dive into this head first. So, I mean, you have to really know Nick Sirianni and the way that you did, you went you died. You really went back into his early career when he was the wide receivers coach. With at the time the San Diego Chargers and what he did with Keenan Allen, and he was a wide receivers coach with the team at the time, and the guy is mm-hmm. just knows the position, the ins and out of the position, and then you see what he his influence on Indianapolis with Zach Pascal, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pippen Jr., so on and so forth. Yeah. What do you think a guy like Devontae Smith can do in a Nick Sirianni type offense? Because what you highlighted here was phenomenal. You. Said he's going to be the X receiver, and I think in a lot of fans, the casual football fans' mind, that's the boundary receiver on the left hand side, and that's it. 
And people don't really understand that. They think the X receiver has to be the big body type receiver. So I'm going to let you take it away because what you wrote was phenomenal. And, you know, if you want to understand what Devontae Smith is going to bring to Philadelphia, let Laurie tell you right now. <laughs> no, he's he's literally he's, he's the guy with the best hands on the team. Um, he has the best footwork. He has the best separation work, like being able to just get away from any DB is really what the X receiver is all about. Sometimes he'll be lined up, you know, on the opposite side of the tight end. And that's really just to spread the field. Uh, but generally the X receiver is really the guy with the best hands, the best speed, ideal size. He doesn't have to be the tallest guy. That's what the Z receiver is. A lot of people kind of get the Z and X mixed up. Um, just because Z is usually on the outside. He's the guy that's off the line of scrimmage, maybe because his separation isn't so good, maybe because his foot speed isn't so good, but he's usually the tallest guy that's out there on the wide receiver core. That may be your full um, or your, you know, JJ. But uh, Devontae, he's going to be the guy that is going to run all over the field. He's going to get it at every single level. He'll be doing the the reverses behind, you know, running behind Ertz and then coming back again. You know, he, he may be the guy to take the handoff. He may get the bubble screens. He's going to get the quick slants and he's going to get the double moves downfield to kind of pull that safety in on the other side. And he's going to get some yak, man. So I'm just, I'm just really excited to see what he's able to do just because watching all these in it, uh, all 22 in college, he just, he made any DB that was pressing him. He was never touched. He is so slick. Like he'll either bend his hips at some weird angle or put his shoulder down into a guy and then be able to kind of release off of his break. And he's just like, he's magical, honestly. And I'm not trying to just like, you know, really, he was a Heisman winner though. So I can say that he is magical. So the the Eagles fans are lucky, dude. I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, how Sirianni is going to use them, but, you know, having Frank, uh, reach there, um, you know, he worked with the Chargers uh, and, you know, he was with uh, he's with the Colts. And so it was just like he helped reach with clock management. He helped him pay attention to the run game to not throw too much. So that that's that's something that Eagles fans want to hear with having someone like Miles Sanders in the backfield. So he, he's going to utilize every single player on that field. And he loves 12 personnel and who are like one of the best receivers that the Eagles love their tight ends. They love Zach Ertz. I know he's a guy, maybe, you know, he's not worth the money, but it's only because of the money that they don't want him. You know, it's not because of his skills, because he clearly has the skills, and then you have Dallas Goddard out there. So it's just like every single level of this offense is going to be really fun to watch, and I think Sirianni was a good hire, man. He 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 kept that Colts offense in line, and I think people forget how how well he did. They finished 11-5. and five. They've been, you know, so, I think, the playoffs two of the three years he's been there. Yeah, and it's just like he he has he he stays in the game. Yeah, he's young, um, but what is that to stop uh, a a guy that's good? You know, just because of his age. Oh, because we're used to guys like who Jimmy Jimmy uh, Jim Johnson. Well, you have to be eight years old. Come on, man. No, like Sirianni could do it. Um, you know, you saw it with the Colts, and and he did a really good job with the Chargers wide receivers. So, I just think he has it. I like how you highlighted, you know, the X receivers in his where Nick Sirianni has been a part of with Keenan Allen and and T.Y. Hilton have had such success of being those guys. And like you said, they have to be the best hands. And over, I mean, overall, the best receiver on the team has to be the X receiver. And that's what's going to be Devontae Smith. Expectation for Devontae Smith is to be the Eagles number one receiver. 
But yeah, yeah. With all these formations, no, no. you go ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. Like T.Y. has moved everywhere. Um, if you if you watch any game, there is never one place that T.Y. is. He's either he's in the slot, he's on the outside, he's taking handoffs. Like this guy is doing everything because T.Y. is the best receiver. So it's just like you have to just know that the X receiver is the main guy. That's it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that he's going to get the ball 24-7. It just means right. he's the guy that's going to take a lot of the attention. You may see some double teams. You're going to see some safeties inch over and kind of creep to his side. And what is that going to do that's going to open up the offense for the other guys? And I think Fulham, um, I'm not even saying his name right. Uh, no, Fulham. You are, yeah, Travis Fulham. Fulham. He, you got it. He, uh, I, he's just like, I think he's going to be the rising star on this on this offense too. Like he, he did pretty well at the end of the season last year. He had some pretty good like rapport, uh, you know, with Jalen Hurts. So I think he's going to be the other guy on the other side of the field that's going to kind of, you know, take that attention away when Devontae isn't getting the ball. I think Jalen Rager is oh. going to be a guy who steps up big time, to be honest with you. And I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that he was the right pick over Justin Jefferson anymore. I'm not going to claim any of this stuff, but I, I, I do think he's better than what he showed. And I, you know, the thing about Doug Peterson's offense where I think it's going to differ from Nick Sirianni is that you put these wide receivers in a spot and you don't really move them. You know, there's no, there's no really guys rotating around in different spots. Nobody moving around. Whereas I definitely, you know, like you just said, Devontae especially going to be lined up in the slides and lined up outside the same thing with Joe and Rager. I like this stuff that you mentioned earlier with Devontae with doing the slants and the trip sets and the bubble screens. That's what they wanted Joe and Rager to be doing. And, I think he's going to have a big year with this offense. You know, I think he complements Devontae Smith's game better than fans expect because when they brought Devontae Smith in, they were saying, you know, that's a speed-type small guy. How does that complement Jalen Rager? And I know you're talking about Travis Fogum now too, but in, in the NFL, you need these three wide receiver trio sets to, to work out. You, they're going to go way more 11 personnel, even with uh, Nick Sirianni and his love for 12 personnel. It's still going to be more 11 than it ever has been with the Philadelphia Eagles because they've been nothing but 12 personnel. But uh, – what is your what do you think about Jalen Rager? I, mean, I just want to get your thoughts on what do you think about the pairing of Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith? Yeah, so I think they um I think they're gonna work well together. They're gonna kind of feed off of each other. So you know, you were mentioning that uh that Jalen Rager got he didn't really get much variation in routes that he was given. Um like yeah, I watch I watch the Eagles, I watch every game, but um it's a little bit different when uh, you're kind of watching without sound, just like on all 22, and and you're not really getting the true like broadcast value. And then listening to you know the ra- the radio stations like 97.5 and WIP, and kind of getting a whole nother input on it. Um, and you know you were mentioning that Jalen Rager was hurt, so um, maybe they were trying to <clears throat> like kind of save him last year with just running like go routes and like, Hey, just, just run this route and maybe open up the field. Kind of like how they did like with, with TO. I know that's like a, a, a jump back, like words really far, but remember how he was hurt and they put him in anyway. And that they, he still kind of like got double teamed and he got the ball a little bit, but he didn't really get to flourish. So I think next year he will get a chance to flourish with Devontae kind of on the other side. Or if they're stacked up next to each other, maybe Devontae's on the line and Jalen's kind of off the line a little bit and they're running concepts off of each other. So they can maybe cross, um, you know, five yards and and uh, Jalen will maybe go like an in-round Devontae Smith runs like a, a post corner or something like that. So I think there's a good chance that they could kind of be stacked up 
uh, on one side of the line. Um, but I do feel like Jalen, you know, will probably play mostly s- slot next year. Um, but they'll definitely get to feed off of each other. That there's there's a little bit of a height difference, not much, um, but you know there still is one. So so if anything, Jalen will probably get either the nickel corner um, or maybe even a good little mismatch there with a with a linebacker. So I think you know it'll be interesting how they kind of work off of each other. And you know Jalen Rigger has a 42 inch vert. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm more <laughs> yeah. Then he had the fastest one in college football. Oh, the year he's being drafted, it was insane. Because yeah. I, I mean, on the film, it wasn't always there last year. But I mean, injuries, everything that compiled up for him, it, it, the the cards were stacked against him. And I know uh, Justin Jefferson's breakout year and hitting the NFL running didn't really help Eagles fans with Joe and Rager oh. and and uh, his transition. But uh, I, Man, you I gotta think get out was, of the past. You know, you yeah. gotta get out of those what ifs. I really think the Eagles have a player in him. And I, you know, to have a guy like Nick Sirianni that's more technically sound in terms of the wide receiver development. Uh, I think he's going to help him more. And then yeah. Devontae Smith, I mean, he's going to be the number one target, as you, as you already mentioned yourself in the article. Yeah. How do you really see, you know, his size has always been his limitation, and yet it's never shown on film. He always plays outside of his size. His reach is insane. I mean, my God, the guy makes the most acrobatic catches you'll ever see outside of Odell Beckham. Um, yeah. people were wondering like, how can Nick Sirianni implement him, make him successful with his size when you got, you know, James Bradbury in the same division, you got, uh, William Jackson, in the same division, you had some tall corners in the NFC and then, I mean, all around the NFL as well. You had some really lengthy corners. Uh, how do you, how do you see Nick Sirianni, you know, maximizing Devonte Smith's skill set and, you know, challenging those type of corners with Smith's skill set? So I'm going to I'm going to let you know that I don't think Sirianna is going to have anything to do with his success. Yeah. I think he's going to put him put him in the position to win and it's up to Devontae to to take over. Like like it's a uh, you know he Sirianna will give him the door but it's up to Devontae to kind of walk through it type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Larry Fitzgerald, you look at Marvin Harrison. Those guys are not jacked. They're not big, they're not thick, but they're route running is everything because it's it's less about like being physical at the catch point and it's less about you know those 50 50 catches and more about separation that's all you need if you can separate from the defender then your chances go way up when it comes to the catch point and catching the ball it becomes a layup at that point and that's what Devontae does best he separates and that's the number one thing you need with hurt hurts I think it's less about what Sirianni is going to do. He, he's just going to put them in a position scheme-wise and mismatch-wise, but it's up to Hurts and the rapport between him and Devontae to really take it to the next step. But separation is key, and I think Sirianni is not going to have anything to do with that. Yeah, absolutely In my not. opinion. That's, yeah, no, no, that's the truth. That's just yeah. I like that. You know, Devontae comes in, and he's top 10 pick, Heisman Trophy winner, and they're already like, you know, just – we're just going to let you do you and I'll just put you on. We'll tell you what position to line up at that. They shouldn't yeah. have that type of trust with him. You know, I don't think the Eagles have had that decorated of a receiver since T.O. I mean, yeah, no, they haven't. They really haven't at all. It's like Jalen Rigger was, he he was picked. Like, was he, he was low. Like he 21st. was uh, like he was down. Overall pick. Oh, but, okay. So but he wasn't, but he wasn't like that a known commodity at the time. And yeah, you know, exactly. Jeremy I mean, T's, TCU guys aren't really, 
right. like huge guys anyway because they don't play like the best of the best. I mean, they do kind of, but not really. So, I mean, people would argue Macklin, but even when Macklin was coming down, I mean, there was injury concerns with him. And I mean, we're talking about Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, Devontae exactly. Smith. Like that, he, he's it, yeah, it's another level. It's so, yeah, it's on it's unmatched. Like it's 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 definitely it's different. Coming, you look. Rager is just like a good player that has high potential, but it's just like a Heisman Trophy winner. That that's literally another level, which which could bring some of that mental side with it because of you know how Philly fans are a little bit, and it's just because they want the most out of you. But if I promise you, a lot of these players don't realize that it's like oh you know they're they're on your side when. When uh, when you're doing well, but when you're not doing well, they're not. That is simply not freaking true. I'm telling you, what is true is if you give your heart and you give your all and you show that you're upset about it when you mess up and you show that you care, then they really don't get on you. Like you, th- you think about all the mistakes that McNabb had, and yeah, there were a lot of people that didn't like him, but he always owned up to w- to his mistakes. Like. M- Markel Fultz, even they stuck by his side because like he knew that he wasn't living up to his potential because if, if they see your heart is in it, then that's all that matters. Honestly, it's, it's not like, Oh, they take sides when you're good. I just, that is simply not true. Living in Philadelphia, it's all about your heart. And if you show it, then they will stand behind you no matter what they'll cheer you when you don't do well. Like it's okay. Get back up. You got it. You got it. Like people are doing that to Ben Simmons. Like because they want him to show some some heart, some life. Like, hey, I want this, I want this, and just as long as you do that, like, then the whole city will have your back. Like, I promise, I promise you. Guess it's it's just the truth. Jalen Rager needs to hear this episode because <laughs> it's man, true. I, I hope he does. Like, it is man, true. No, it is one hundred percent true. I mean, I mean, you're. Speaking I want him to listen to Danny experience. Green. I just don't want to listen to that. You're here for one year, and you think you know. You don't, man. Like they all had your back. Like, come on, bro. One year, you don't know anything. I hate to pivot away from all this uh, great Eagles talk, but it's true. I, I, when Danny Green said that about Philadelphia, I was like, this guy was getting death threats while he was on the Lakers for how he was playing during the playoffs last year. <laughs> And yet he's going to come to Philadelphia and and say that about the fans. I agree. I agree. As long as you're showing it, I mean, there's people to this day where I, I don't. I would argue just from being, you know, this is my Eagles fan hat on here. There's people to this day that are defending Carson Wentz to the death, and I'm like, yeah, he did quit though. I mean, it's hard. I like the guy. Wish him success. Don't hate him. Nothing against him. But I mean, it's hard for me to, you know, I ha- have ill will towards him because I feel like he quit on the team. He, you know, one yeah. McNabb, McNabb went through, like you said, McNabb went through a ton, a ton of turmoil. You know, AJ Philly was, you know, a young white quarterback that came in and started winning playoff games for this team. He looked good in those playoff games. Yeah. Fans started thinking about him. The Eagles. Stuck with McNabb. Jeff Garcia came in, you know, when, when McNabb was yeah, hurt. Yeah, Jeff. Won a, won a couple games, brought him to the playoffs. He looked really good. There was questions about moving on to him. Kevin Cobb was drafted. Fine side of McNabb with the Kevin Cobb pick. I mean, like, yeah. there's always something in McNabb's rear, rear window that he always had a deal. I mean, excuse me, rear window. Uh, mirror, excuse me. That Yeah, I got you. You know, Carson Wentz had to deal with once. 
I know Nick Foles won the Super Bowl and everything, but they committed to Nick Foles. I mean, they committed to Carson once as soon as Nick Foles held up that Lombardi trophy. It was never a question mm-hmm. of who's the quarterback here. Yeah. Bringing Jalen Hurts and then the whole thing goes to this. Like, it, it, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean to go it's away from this. But see, just so you guys all know, Laurie Laura is like everything Philadelphia. Like, she knows everything about the city and the teams that are going on, everything that's going on in Philadelphia. Like, she knows my family. It. It's just like, like, like I grew up you know, bleeding green kind of. And it's just like, it's, it's a shame where you know, it's only three 2021 years are going by fast, but it's only 2017. Like y'all got your first Super Bowl. Like it's amazing. Like, it's just like, it's such a good feeling. And then, and then like things happen where it's just like, why is it, why is it so reversed now? And then like these fans are being attacked. Like, and, and like, it's just, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Like, you're at a point where you kind of want to start over, but like y'all don't get rid of Howie and, it, but like he does magic with numbers. So he's moving guys around. And then like, as a player, you, you know, you can't be sensitive because you know, it's, it's not like you back, you know, it's just, if, if you have a problem with the coaches or the staff, you know, if you really got to take it up with them and, and, not putting all of your heart on the field, then that's what the fans sensed. And as soon as they sense that, as soon as they sense that, like, like that question in your mind, like, do I want to be here still? Like they already drafted another guy. Like, come on, man. It's, you, you just got to go out there and play. You, uh, you can't think about that. Like you can't Jill have that Brett Favre mentality when exactly. like, I, I know you do a lot. But... Smith are built different though. They they had yeah. to handle this type of pressure and deal with passionate fans like this at Alabama. So I feel like yeah. they're 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 built for what's going to happen in Philadelphia. And, what, they're, uh, what they're about to experience. And there there was a, there was a text that you know Jalen sent out right um, Jalen Rigger about you know the during the season he you know maybe I don't know if he was dropping a couple balls or something but he sent out a tweet like like damn y'all are harsh or. You know, you oh, guys yeah. are giving I me mean, a hard time. He's had and, a, he's had a rough time on social media. Yeah, but 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 you know what? Like as soon as you, as soon as that year ends, it it washes away, and you come back, and you can you could step it up and be a different player. Like you you think about uh what's his name um who's the guy that uh Andy Reid benched so that uh or yeah I'm pretty sure yeah. Is him about Aguilar when Aguilar? Got yeah, benched? Aguilar. You know, yeah, that... and he came back the next year, and he he seemed like a different player. You know, when 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 you kind of get in your own head a little bit, you, you take that time, you step back. Um, but you know, w- once you kind of clear your head and just play with your heart, you know, everybody will have your back. So, you know, you, you just got to worry about yeah. playing on the field. You know, and, and don't let those little things get to you. Don't don't let because Philly is the one of the biggest fan bases. So the radio stations, all the they're all just trying to get a story. You know, just you got to block it out of your head because they're all just going to run with any little thing. You know, don't give them anything to run away with and nothing. They won't be able to run away with anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. If Jalen Riker plays well this year, he'll hopefully he'll that'll click in his mind. Like that's that's the thing. Like This is where I get this is how I can get past this because it clicked yeah. in Nelson's Aguilar's head and then he started dropping more passes and then he lost it again. Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah. He just wasn't meant. His career wasn't meant. And I'm hoping that the same ha- doesn't happen to Jalen Rager because that would be a shame. Because I think he's more. The, I think he's more talented than Aguilar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he definitely is. And, and you know, you just you just gotta go back to playing football again. Like 
sometimes like when, when you're a basketball player and you, and you like go pro, sometimes you got to go back to your old court and, and go play street ball again, kind of get that love back. You know, Hey, that's what Mark Wall and invincible, right? He went back to the yard and he went to go play again. You know, so sometimes you just got back with your homies, your family, kind of get your mind right. Realize that you, for a reason you got here because you were good. Don't over, don't overthink it. I gotta ask you something. Did you like JJ Arcega Whiteside when he was coming out of Stanford? I mean, I, I didn't really, I didn't really know him that much. Um, I didn't either. Besides PFF hyping him up, he did. There, going back to that draft process, he did nothing to stand out for me. Besides his like combine interview, I thought this guy. I when he, we would hear him as combine interview, I was like, this is a future New England Patriot. This is a Bill Belichick type wide receiver all the way. That's all I thought from him. Uh, on film, you know, everybody's like the big body receiver, the big body receiver. But I'm with you. I mean, the Eagles have since Deshaun Jackson's prime. I want to say maybe Jeremy Macklin. Maybe it's, maybe it's fair to include Jeremy Macklin in this, but they have not had a good separator at receiver. None of the receivers can get uh, consistent separation. And that's been a huge struggle. And the main reason why they've been so reliant on 12 personnel is because receivers can never get separation. And they draft that guy. I mean, I, it made no sense to me. And I, he's playing like the, I don't, I, people are thinking, you know, that maybe there's something that he can, t- they can tap into with him and maybe Nick Sirianni can work some magic. But uh, I, I don't think he has the talent to play in the NFL. I, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I, and I mean, that's harsh to say. And I, I mean, I'm not trying to be rude, but. Uh, the guy, he looks like when he runs routes that his feet are in cement center. I was just going to say in cement. Yeah. Well, that just means maybe he can just be a red zone guy. You know, he can be that red zone threat to just, you know, kind of get there in the back corner of the end zone. And sometimes guys are just built to be a red zone threat. Right. If he you plays know, in the like, slot and he plays in Jeffrey, zone, he's fine. not that fast. No. So but it's I, just like, you know, I, I understand like, Alshon can get downfield and he can make that 50 50 ball. He can catch it and bring it Alshon down. Alshon was a good route runner. Uh, people, yeah, people yeah. underestimated his route running when Chicago, I mean, not so much in Philadelphia, but in Chicago, he was a really good route runner. It's just, uh, you, it, you really can't teach a guy how to run routes. You really can't. You can, you can coach it. You can, you can give him the routes he needs to run and you, you can coach him as much as you can, but uh, the guy's got to do it. It's a mental thing, and I—I I, I don't know. I—he looks like he gets just so stuck. I—I I would hate to spend more time on JJ Arcega-Whiteside, where I think they really have something in Travis Fulgham, uh, per yeah, se. Yeah, I, I like—I like him better, and especially the rapport that he had with Hertz, like going towards the end of the year. It just seems like him—him him and Fulgham really had something going. Like, the, I don't remember which game it was, but he Fulgham just went off and was literally catching everything that Hertz threw his way. And it was just like, that's how, you know, I'm not trying to bring up foals in the past, but, you know, having that rapport is so important. Um, and just going back to Nick Sirianni now, um, he he's going to, he has his passing schemes, like based on two things, mismatches and a high catch percentage. So high catch percentage is basically like quick calculated passes that are timed. So two steps, you know, you take up field and then you cut in and then you look for the ball. You know, maybe that's something, you know, JJ is going to be good in, like running those like concepts routes and where he's on the outside and he runs a, a high percentage, like uh, like receiving pass. And maybe he's not going to be the guy to to separate and make those huge big plays, but he'll, he'll be that calculated guy. Because um, that, that's what Sirianni is about, too. You know, having that like high percentage 
catching. In, in, in the video that I posted in my article, he actually breaks down the Philadelphia Eagles offense when he was an offensive coordinator with the Colts. Like the, the PR lady had asked him, oh, like, what, you know, what do you guys, what is the offense going to look like this year? And he pulled up three plays that were the Eagles filmed. And it was just like, this guy's dying to be here. So, so I think he can do something with all of these guys. And it may be different than how, you know, they were being run before with Doug Peterson. Again, if you're new to the pod or new to this, or listening to this episode, Laurie Fitzpatrick of Touchdown Wire of USA Today is on right now talking about her Devontae Smith article, how he's going to be the X receiver the Eagles so desperately needed. We're going to have the descri- the link to the uh, article right in the episode description. You can check it out on Touchdown Wire of USA Today. Laurie, I got to ask you because I know that you covered the Jaguars extensively uh, for Sports Illustrated and other outlets as well. What are the, like, Dave Caldwell, like, what were your thoughts on him? Because, you know, he's with the Eagles now. He's a personal man with the Eagles now. You know, where Howie Roseman is his Achilles heel is drafting. Whereas if you look at Dave Caldwell, I know that there's some misses, but, you know, overall, there's some pretty decent drafting, way better draft track record than the Eagles have had the past decade. So what's your take on him? That that's a great question, and I have an opinion on that. Um, so, Dave Caldwell, he's so interesting in drafts, right? Because when when you look at a, what a staff has to do to draft, it's all about the scouts' work, right? The GM tells you, like, you know, we need we need these guys for this position, and the scouts kind of go out. So, so you don't know what that exact communication is. If Dave is out finding these guys, and he makes the scouts kind of look them up and tells them yes or no, or if the scout finds them and then gives it to the GM like Dave, and then Dave says yes or no. But I do know that later in the draft, he picks some high-value picks late in the draft. He completely misses on, like, rounds one and two, like, a a lot of times, especially if they're not skilled players. Or if they are skilled players, they don't have a good, like, personality background to kind of like keep them in that mindset. Like there, there were, you know, a couple guys that um, were high draft picks that didn't end up, you know, sticking with the team, whether it was a mental mistake or like, you know, something like with the law or like he couldn't kind of like rally them in. And it's something that the Eagles, you know, can do, um, you know, may, mostly because it's, it's a big fan base. So it's, it's kind of hard to get out of the realm of football in Philadelphia. Um, but I think he's a late round drafter. Like I think he picks really good guys in later rounds, like four through seven. He'll kill it for you guys. Um, you know, he'll be able to get those corners that are productive that the Eagles always seem to never be able to figure out like good corners, man, like y'all can never get a guy that can turn around deep downfield. Like it's so funny, (laughs) but, um, but no, I think Dave Caldwell can definitely find, um, those guys late and hopefully he can get those same scouts that he had, or if it is him that can do it, then I think, you know, you guys are set. Um, especially in the later rounds, um, it's just in the beginning rounds is where it's, you know, it's, it's kind of iffy, like Luke Jockel, like Jokel, he, he was one of the offensive linemen that isn't even, I think he's like way down the depth chart. I still don't I understand the Taven Bryan pick. The Taven Bryan pick was a complete miss. Lane Gabbert, like yeah. you know, it's just like what the like. I think Justin Blackman may have been him too, and it's just like, like 
you know, one guy after another, all these high draft picks that end up being nothing. So um, I think if if Howie or whoever is doing the, the first two rounds, you know, don't give it to Dave. You know, a four through seven is where he shines. Oh, that's what people would say about Howie. <laughs> I oh, think, no. Yeah, it sounds like Howie brought in his counterpart then because that's what people would say. The first two rounds, um, definitely more missed than hit, I would say. Uh, but the rest of the draft, they're the hardest, though, too. You know, they are the hardest. They really are. We are very harsh critics in Philadelphia of drafting. Uh, there just hasn't been a good their last Pro Bowler since Fletcher Cox was Carson once, and that's it. That they drafted mm-hmm. in the, in the first two rounds. Like that's, that's Brandon Graham though. He wasn't 2010 he, uh... though. That's that was before Fletcher Cox. But I mean, uh, since 2012, uh, really when Howie started really taking his stamp on the draft, it's just been Fletcher Cox and Carson once. First two rounds. It's not good. Yeah. I mean, you know, he took like a huge chance in in Carson Wentz and he ended up paying, he paid off like, you know, until he got hurt. Um, Then it was kind of like. A huge reason why they won the Super Bowl. So uh, got to give it credit for that. But yeah. He's got to go back to making his moves. He hasn't made those like magic moves to to get these, these, you know, crazy good. Well, I guess if we're sticking with the draft, then you know it, it is hard to make those moves. But at least he he traded up to get Devonta Smith. Um, mm-hmm. You know th- that was something that that I'm sure that he had a he played a big part in, kind of going up to get this guy because that's what he's good at in in the off season to get um to get a you know to um, what am I thinking of free agents? You know he's great at the free agent time. So if he just treats it like free agency. And he just like makes it about money, like, well, let me trade up and get the best player. So there is no question that he's the best guy. You know, it's it's hard to say. It's all up in yeah. the air anyway, right? You don't really know. <laughs> so do you think that, do you think Devontae Smith can be can win offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Dude, I think he's I think he's I think he could be better than Marvin Harrison. Like when oh I see God. Marvin Harrison running his routes, like his worst aspect was his yak. Like, especially in the beginning, like his yards after the catch was iffy. But Devonta Smith, that's like his bread and butter. Like, I just yeah. I just think he's so good. Like, he's so fluid in how he runs. Like, he, he, he jukes guys on rounded off routes. They're not even like hard breaks where he has to, you know, you know, move his head and, and turn. Like, you know, you have someone with where you look. He doesn't even need to do that in order to juke someone. It's just his body movements in general. I think just he's so fluid. His hips are so loose. And I don't know, man. He's just he's special. He's that's all I have to say. He's just so special. And and I don't think it's something where oh you're gonna jinx it. Nah, man. He I think he's that good. Yeah, I'm not really worried about jinxing it either. I mean, I haven't seen uh, besides Devonte Adams and Keenan Allen, I haven't seen anybody that fluid in route running. Uh, and Stephon Diggs too. Like all three of those guys, Devontae Smith's probably in the same category as them in terms of route running, though. Right? It just incredibly fluid. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for him, and I'm, I'm excited to see how Nick Sirianni utilizes him. And I, I think you touched on it the best uh, on this episode and on that article about how Devontae Smith's going to get involved really early, kind of maybe more confident in his offensive rookie of the year chances. I know it's usually a quarterback award, but I mean, so was the Heisman, and you see what happened there. So I think Devontae Smith could really do be the offensive rookie of the year this year. I actually really believe in that chance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think it has anything to do with, you know, Jalen Hurts, you know, then it's 
I mean, they have chemistry already. It's not, it's not huge chemistry, but I mean, they're still working out now. They share the same agency. So, uh, they're still working out together now and building up that repertoire again. So, uh, it does depend on Jalen Hurts. But I mean, again, I mean, I, I saw Odell with a washed Eli Manning rejuvenating his career. Like, if you're a special wide receiver, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who your quarterback is. You're going to make plays still. So, uh, I, I don't think Jalen yeah. Hurts is going to hurt his chances of being an offensive rookie of the year much still, regardless of how he plays. Hey, it might be between, like, him and Trevor, you know? <laughs> it, it Trevor Lawrence, be. you know? It might just be. I think, hey, I, think, I got my fingers I, crossed. Hey, I think the Jaguars actually got it right now, though. I, I do think that they have a lot of pieces. I question Ever Meyer a little bit. I do question Ever Meyer a little bit. But everything yeah. else is looking pretty good, though. Yeah, he's a little off the rails corpse. sometimes. Yeah. Like, no, uh, Arizona Jones. was good. I didn't, yeah, I thought Arizona had too many ass to feed, but Jacksonville has way too many ass to feed. Chenault was my draft crush last year. Gonna oh, he did a, well for you? Yeah, he. oh, he's going to do so well. He was your flex? Or yeah, he was but, just your... Because no, he, he, he got the ball hand, handed off to him a couple times. But he was also my draft crush, too. I was so... And everybody was like, oh, oh. he's made a glass, he's made a glass... Uh, he what? wasn't. Did they yeah. not see him with a shirt off? Sorry, you know, for the guys out there, but for any <laughs> but, ladies, Google that. I just remember draft season. It was all about uh, Chanel always gets injury, but he, he was always dealing with that with Alshon, mm-hmm. and then he okay. was very raw in terms of route running. But Colorado asked him to do like one thing, so I, I I knew that kid was gonna be a special talent. The Jaguars got it right there. I mean, after seeing what you know, Urban Meyer's done with you know Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin. I have no problem thinking Chenault's going to be the next star for Jacksonville. MDD Shark, Marvin Jones. Man. Oh. Yeah, well, I, Yo, I know I'm missing somebody tight else, ends, too. Man. You don't need tight ends when you got all those guys. I mean, you got Tebow. Oh, gosh. I might be Ertz. I thought we weren't going to talk about Tebow. <laughs> no, yeah, we're definitely leaving that off. I think <laughs> no, just Jacksonville just and Ertz make sense. I know that Howard Eskin came out and like denounced the report of uh, Zach Ertz being traded, but it's really just a you know precautionary thing of him going to camp, so he doesn't recall the distraction. I still think they're going to move him before the week one. And I think Jacksonville, by the time that they get their roster shaped out, if they decide you know we have a lot at corner, you know need everybody that we have at corner, the Eagles would be a great trade partner for that. For for who? Trey Hurden. Oh, I Trey. Mind, I wouldn't mind taking Trey from you guys. I wouldn't mind you doing it either. You need a cornerback too. Like, I'll, no. ta- I'll take he's, him. That's, a, that's an upgrade over what we have a cornerback to right now. I'll tell you right now. Yeah, no, I think he's a good, I think he's a good nickel. Um, but I'll I just don't think still. he's good on the outside. He gets, he gets burned, man. He get he gets burned and he don't turn around Phil either. Griffin, he must've went to that Tyson cornerback Campbell. camp in Philly. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> I mean, you guys got Shaquille Griffin, Tyson Campbell. I know. Sidney Jones great. actually looked decent with you guys last year in times. Yeah, yeah, in times. He wasn't he wasn't too bad. Him um back. there's no safeties though. I'm I'm a little nervous about, you know, the, the, the safeties on the team um, you know, for, for the Jags, but but yeah, Sidney Jones, man, he kinda I came know. back. I got a lot of retweets from Philly fans when I was tweeting anything about Sydney. Man, uh Leading Green were all soon. over it. They let him go one year too soon. I think they did. But I mean, I know he had some bad games with Jacksonville too. But it was yeah. one year too soon. I would have liked to see him now with Jonathan Gannon instead of Jim Schwartz. See how he does in Jacksonville. I mean, there's a lot of guys got to play over. I, I love that Tyson Campbell pick. I think they did a great job with that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a put an article about him um, out there from uh, he's from Georgia, 
yep. on the other side of uh Eric Stokes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. He's he's pretty good, and I I think he came out a little early, a little premature. Um, so, but I think his ceiling is like really high. So, oh, absolutely. I think he's gonna yeah. be a player for Jacksonville for sure. It, you remember C.J. Henderson is on the team yeah, too. That's he, what I'm thinking. C.J. Henderson, yes. Yeah, he, the odd he was man, like, but he was a first round pick like two years ago. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Uh, he was a little pissed when uh, Tyson Campbell got picked. Actually, I think he was. I think he sent out a tweet or something. But everybody's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Calm down. We just want to be legit, yo. We just want to. We just want to kill it." Bro, I think calm Tyson down. has spot is more of, spots good. More of a chance playing nickel than you know. CJ still stays outside though. So yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah that's you that's know these funny. guys though. When once somebody know, gets alpha, picked in their position, yeah, going back the to the whole jail. Yeah. The yeah. yeah exactly. Especially if you're a quarterback like Jalen, uh, you know Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. It's just like, dude, we just want to. We just want the best. Just want the best of the best. So that's a whole different conversation for another day. But <laughs> all right, guys, Lori Fitzpatrick of USA Today, the touchdown wire. You guys can read all her stuff. Lori, plug yourself in real quick. Talk about the YouTube channel real quick so everybody can go over and watch that. Cause I know that there's, we at Eagles Unfiltered, we have, you know, the Kelly Green show, the football Kelly hosts that show, and she does a mm -hmm. phenomenal job at what she does, the podcast. But yeah, was, like, she's awesome. Women in sports, we love it. It's the best thing you could possibly do, especially you. I mean, your writing is—you know more about football than most men. It's just the truth. And and anybody out there that doubts that is is a fool because all you have to do is just read that article and you would understand that yourself. But yeah, yeah, put I mean, yourself in there because I we got to promote it. Yeah, no. Um. So uh. So just to give some people a little background, I played professional football. You know, for women. So that's quote in quotes professional, but. Yeah. You know, it's um, you know, professional women's football for a couple different leagues. Played for you know five years, which maybe doesn't seem like a lot, but in the football world, as a corner and a, and a running back, I got hit, man. So I got a little CT in there, maybe somewhere. <laughs> now it's nothing to joke about. Like seriously, you know, I was more of like a fullback. I blocked a lot, so you know, just I I had to I had to know everybody's position. I had to know what the corner the quarterbacks were doing. I had to know what the wide receivers were doing. I had to know where the line the offensive line was blocking. So, you know, and learning that in an older age and, and learning from a really good coach that we had, I, I learned how to watch film. Um, and I, and I really learned it at a fundamental level, but later in life. So it allowed me to really like retain a lot of the information. And, and I translated that like from Madden, from my brother playing football, you know, from going out and watching and, and just being a part of, you know, Phil all the fans are pretty knowledgeable too. So just getting a chance and I'm, I've been going to NFL films. I've been there a couple of times and Baldy just tweeted me to come out to the NFL films. So that tweet was just like out of this world. Yeah. Like, and so like things have kind of just been like popping off and, you know, being, being from, you know, uh, Philadelphia and playing women's football, you know, it really helped me know the game. So I transitioned that into making videos. Um, and so I kind of just break down players, uh, whether it's guys that are coming out of the draft or sometimes it's schemes, the way that coaches pick certain plays or how they use certain guys. Um, so once I write an article um, and I'm with USA Today, touchdown wire, but also the draft wire, I release an article. I mean, I release the video on my YouTube channel, Ponytails Talking Pigskins, and I kind of break that article down a little better than from when, you know, just reading the words. I kind of break it down with my voice, arrows, and 
illustration software. Uh, shout out to ClipDraw. So um, yeah, I just I break that down on my YouTube channel, and and I really just try to dive deeper into into the game and into the mechanics and into the fundamentals and and you know how guys are supposed to play. So um, yeah, that's that's my plug. Uh, on Twitter, my my name is at Laurie Fitzpatrick. You'll see me with my little football and my my eye paint. So uh, so yeah, give me a follow on Twitter and and you know thank you. So so much for uh, having me on i love talking football man it's of course and it's you awesome. can obviously tell that you can obviously the passion just goes right through so you're going to find all the article link in the episode description you're going to find everywhere to find laurie and we're going to put the youtube channel on there as well so that you can find her youtube channel so definitely go over there subscribe show some support thank you again for coming on and telling us all about Devonte smith because i mean i couldn't have i know for writing for sports illustrated and doing everything i do i i couldn't have put that were what you did out there and i don't think many can so thank you very thank much you, for your hard work because it was really good and thank you for coming on and talking about it thank you so much man I'm, i'll be glad to come back anytime i you know i love philly man it's my it's my birds. hometown so thank, thank you so much for having me man appreciate it of course without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop hospitals factories schools and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.